Good evening, baseball fans. How you doing? Hello, hello. We have a lot to talk about on this fine Sunday evening. Kadai Senga going to the Mets. The Mets have all the money. Carlos Rodon. Where the heck is he going to go? Carlos Correa, the market is heating up. Kevin Kiermeyer going to the Blue Jays. Dansby Swanson, what the heck is going on with him? Nathan Evaldi, maybe not back to the Red Sox. What's going on, everyone? Good evening, good evening, good evening. Around 200 people in the chat. And also, you can now listen to this show anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast, whether that's Spotify, whether that's Google, Stitcher, Apple, Where else can you listen to your podcast? I don't know. Wherever the heck you want to listen to your podcast, you will now be able to listen to this show on those platforms. So definitely check those out. If you do go to, you know, listen on a podcast platform, then uh, if you can, five-star rating, that is always wonderful. And uh, yeah, let's get to it, everyone. We got a lot of people here in the chat. A lot of familiar faces here in the chat. We got Alex Rodriguez is in the chat. Luke22 is now a member for the 10th straight month. Luke, I appreciate my friend. Thank you for that. Uh, We got Adam here. We got John here. We got Robert here. We got Carla here. What is going on? We got Brent here. We got Yankee Life here. What is going on? How you doing? Hello, hello. We got a lot of people in here. What is going on, everyone? Uh, we got a lot to talk about tonight. I hope everyone had a good weekend. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I was absolutely fried this weekend. Uh, if you don't know, I've said this a million times, but I am a teacher full-time. That is my day job. So this past week, the winter meetings, I'm at school, coming home, and then it's just chaos as soon as i get home you got all this stuff going on all these big signings i was up until one in the morning what was it going into thursday morning talking xander bogarts and i gotta wake up you know five six hours later to go to work and then just deal with screaming children all day Um, i was a little tired this weekend not gonna lie uh and then on thursday what happened on thursday was it brandon nimmo going back to the mets when that news broke I, I just, I kind of sighed a little bit. I was like, man, can we just, the winter meetings basically just ended. Can we please just have a, a second here? But no, there's no time to rest when it comes to all these offseason moves. So uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm glad there wasn't a lot that happened this past weekend. Obviously, Kadai Senga was the big one uh, going to the Mets. We'll talk about that here in just a little bit. But um, yeah, it was. I'm glad there was nothing besides Senga nothing huge this past weekend I needed a a little bit of a break I was a little burned out talking all this offseason stuff the winter meetings will do that to you but uh everyone welcome to tonight's show uh and again if you are listening to this on your favorite podcast platform hello welcome but uh everyone we do have to go over some sponsors for tonight's show uh, as always we are sponsored here by SeatGeek. use my code hide you get 20 bucks off on your first purchase i just used SeatGeek last week got me some bruins tickets gonna go see the bruins and the panthers here in florida and uh, when is that i think that's late january i'm gonna be going to that game so i'm pretty excited for that one uh but definitely you can go find deals for concerts basketball season is on obviously we got football whatever the heck you want to go see go check out SeatGeek. go see if you can find yourself a good deal use my code hide 20 bucks off uh, also we are partners here with prize picks use my code ginger if you are into the sports betting game they will give you a 100 deposit match if you deposit 50, they'll give you 50. If you deposit 500, they'll give you 500. So definitely use my code for that. Uh, and also, we are trying to land Manscaped as a full-time sponsor here on the channel. Use my code HIDE. You get 20 bucks off. We got the holiday season fast approaching. We're with, uh, yeah, about two weeks now. Two weeks on the dot. So definitely go see if you can find yourself a gift for Uh, Whatever man you have in your family, whether that's dad, brother, whoever the heck is that needs to step up their male grooming ways, go check out Manscaped. Uh, But BetOnline is a new sponsor for the channel. Basketball is back and BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. And as your continued source for all sports wagering 
information. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code believe B L E A V to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Alrighty, everyone, let's get to it. Enough of me just rambling on and on here. We got some news to talk about, and I think we got to start off with the big news of the weekend. The Mets just have all the money and they make another signing. And this Mets rotation is looking absolutely fantastic with Kadai Senga now joining the fold. My goodness, this Mets rotation is looking pretty good. It's looking pretty good here. And uh, oh, what do you know? I forgot to get the music on. Typical, typical me. Um, but... Kadai Senga is going to be a huge improvement for the Mets rotation. They had lost a few guys, obviously Jacob DeGrom being the big one, but they brought in Justin Verlander. Um, They brought in a Jose Quintana, and now you're bringing in a guy with a ton of upside, the Mets bringing in Kadai Senga. It's a five-year, $75 million deal. Uh, News broke last night, and... uh, Yeah, when it happened last night, I was hanging out with some friends last night and I was not in any way, shape or form ready to go live with it. So here we are talking about it now. Now, Kadai Senga, uh, this has been one of the more interesting free agents on the market this offseason, obviously coming over from Japan. uh, But there is a lot to like with him. This guy sits in the mid 90s with his fastball. He can get all the way up to around 101 miles an hour on the fastball. That's the the highest he's been clocked at is 101.9. Also has a deadly forkball. Absolutely nasty with that forkball. It just has so much dive into the dirt. Um, My goodness, It it looks like a fastball coming in. And then it just completely bottoms out. My goodness. It was actually uh, this past season in Japan, it was actually the hardest pitch to hit. It had the lowest contact rate. That pitch uh, specifically out of all the pitches over there in Japan. Kadai Senga is the real deal. Now, the one thing with Kadai Senga, he, the one thing scouts have been a little weary about, but they think his stuff is going to just outplay it is he hasn't had a huge workload over there now if you go back to the last couple of seasons he had he pitched in 23 games last year in 2021 he pitched in 18 games overall in 2020 he pitched in 20 games in 2019 he pitched in 26 games so obviously the goal for major league baseball you would like for your starters to get to around 30 starts and uh, he has not approached 30 starts, especially last year, only getting to 23. Now, age is still on his side, 29 years old. But the stuff, scouts think that he is going to be fine. Now, he had dealt with some injuries in the last couple of years. Uh, had an ankle injury. Um, I believe he was dealing with some kind of elbow discomfort as well. But nothing too alarming. But the, with Kadai Senga, this guy his stuff is just insane not just the fork ball not just a really good fastball but a good slider good curveball as well uh and he'll throw a splitter that looks a little different from the fork ball as well now we have a really good looking Mets rotation now honestly I mean you take out Jacob deGrom here I I mean I don't know. I like this rotation way more than it did than it looked last year. Uh, is, is that just my opinion? I don't know. I, I'm just looking at the rotation. Honestly, I think if you were to take DeGr- uh, DeGrom out of this rotation, I think Verlander was like the best guy you could replace him with. I mean, honestly, Verlander, DeGrom last year only had 11 starts. So Verlander, at least according to the numbers, if you're looking at just numbers from last year, Verlander makes your rotation better, at least from a wins above replacement standpoint. Now, DeGrom, obviously the talent is just off the charts when he's healthy. That's all. Those are the three words you always hear with Jacob DeGrom when he's healthy. Now with Justin Verlander, obviously he had Tommy John not too long ago. Honestly, I feel like Tommy John for Justin Verlander was probably a blessing in disguise for him because obviously he's approaching 40 years old. But I think honestly, that was 
probably the best thing for him, you know, getting later in his career. Because Tommy John nowadays, if you're getting Tommy John, you know, it's kind of one of those things. You'd rather get Tommy John instead of having something wrong with your shoulder. So Tommy John, these guys are just bouncing back incredibly these days whenever they get that surgery. So I feel like Verlander, you know, having that kind of a year off ends up, you know, kind of just helping him out. And I still think he's going to be really productive this coming season. Honestly, I'm more worried about Scherzer than anything when it comes to Verlander and Scherzer. Scherzer has always been having, you know, in the last couple of years, these nagging little injuries. He missed a lot of time last year. He only had 23 starts. So, um, but speaking of Senga, I like the wild card of a Senga in this rotation. I, I I love the Jose Quintana move. I think this is a guy, you know, will he produce the same as he did last year? I think you can expect if Quintana has a fully healthy season, I think you're going to see anywhere, you know, ERA, like a three to a four. He's just going to be a guy that's going to give you innings. He was really solid last year with the Pirates and the Cardinals, pitching in the playoffs. I just like me a Jose Quintana. Now, Carrasco had 29 starts. I, I just think this rotation looks a lot better on paper than it did last year. I like Bassett. I don't know, something about Bassett to me, I just, I like Bassett. It's, I just think you could do better than him. I'm not saying he's bad, but I, I liked how he was a, kind of a workhorse last year. But, uh, you know, when it came later in the season, Bassett really, his best stuff was just not there. And uh, I don't know, to me, I just like this rotation. I like the way it looks. Hopefully health is on their side when it comes to their rotation this year. Uh, but that obviously that pushes Eliezer Hernandez to the bullpen. He has not found success as a starter, so maybe he could find it as a reliever. I th- I definitely think he can have. He has. I like Eliezer Hernandez. I think he he's had good advanced numbers in the past. Um, look out for him. I think he could end up playing a decent role in this bullpen this year. And uh, I just like the addition of a Brooks Rayleigh, bringing in David Robertson, Edwin Diaz obviously coming back as your closer. I, I just really like the way the Mets are looking right now on the pitching side of things, bringing back Nimmo the other day. This Mets team is looking pretty solid. Now, could you maybe add some kind of a bat somewhere here, another bat, you know, to go along, you know, with these guys? I, I would like something like that. Um, I feel like you could use a bit of an improvement here somewhere. You got Vogel back as the DH. I don't know, maybe someone like a JD Martinez, you know, I think could be a pretty nice fit there. I don't know. I think the Mets could use a bit a, a bit more offense. That's just my opinion. Let me know, Mets fans, what you think. But let's look at the Mets payroll here. Boy, oh boy. This payroll is <laughs> oh man. This payroll is looking a little uh, a little thick, man. <laughs> Three forty nine. Point five, that's nuts like that is incredible man that is george steinbrenner yankee mode right there back in you know early 2000s you know the 2000 that 2004 team man with all that payroll they had they've had some thick payrolls you know in the past but this mets payroll is something different man 350 that is incredible like look at this this is this is mind blowing. This is looking like, uh, like looking at Barry Bonds stats on baseball reference. Like you're just looking at all these huge, huge salaries. You got Scherzer and Verlander making right right around 87 million combined Lindor 34. You know, now you got Nimmo signed up for actually, he's not making a bad salary at all this year. 18.5. That's pretty nice. Um, but I mean, man, Edwin Diaz making a, chunk of change starling Marte, obviously now senga 15 per season so you do have some money coming off the books with carrasco after this year robertson's on a one-year deal um and then you have some options club options with kana escobar Rayleigh, and and ruff i could see them possibly moving on from kana after this year maybe escobar too so but this payroll is not gonna get any lighter anytime soon that's what's crazy it's not just this year you know, sure, you got some free agents. You know, Carrasco, could they move on after him? Maybe. And maybe they bring him back. We'll have to just see. But it's still going to be a very high payroll next year. That is incredible, man. When I when I looked at this earlier, I, I thought, I don't know why. I was thinking in my head it was like in the high 200s just for, I don't know why. I was just picturing that in my head. I, I didn't actually look at this. When I saw it, I was like, holy crap. Like, I've just never seen that. No one's ever seen that. It's nuts. 
Uh, but hey, you know what? This is what happens when you get a guy like Steve Cohen, you know, one of the richest men in the world uh, taking over the New York Mets and a guy that is motivated to win. He wants to put a winner in Queens. And uh, hey, you know, I'd love for my Red Sox to spend some money, but what can you do? I don't know. Heim Bloom, he's always wanted to go to Ross Dress for Less and TJ Maxx to find himself some deals on some polo shirts, and they're doing the same thing when it comes to the roster over here in Red Sox Nation. But I don't know. I wish the Red Sox would do a little more like this. I don't know. But, hey, Mets fans, hey, you got to appreciate what the Mets are doing here. You really do because they're just doing what you got to do. If you want to put together a winner – Obviously, I'm all about homegrown talent, you know, stuff like that. But, hey, you know what? You don't have that right now, but at least you're going out there and you're doing what you can to put together, try and put together a World Series champion. I respect that. If you have the money, go spend the money. So, uh, but ending Kadai Senga, I I think this could end up being a pretty good signing. You don't know what's going to happen, but I think his stuff will really play. If you go back to the World Baseball Classic, he pitched against Team USA. He pitched against a few teams uh, during that World Baseball Classic. Looked really good. I think he had 16 strikeouts over maybe 11 or 12 innings total. Uh, I think he was pitching more in relief, I believe. But uh, he looked great. He was looking good against the USA hitters. His stuff is going to play. When you got 95 miles an hour on the fastball and you got a forkball with a ton of sink, he's going to end up being, I think, a pretty solid guy. I think you just got to manage his innings well. You know, hopefully he can stay healthy. Uh, but scouts have said, at worst, when it comes to Kadai Senga, at worst, he's going to be a really good reliever. So I think he will end up being in the rotation for the majority of the year, I think. I don't think they would put him in the bullpen. I think if you're going to end up moving him to the bullpen, it would be like a couple years from now. But I don't think that will end up happening. I think he's going to be a starter. His stuff is amazing. Go watch some clips. Go watch some clips, man. I would pull them up, but I don't want to get copyrighted or anything. So, Kadai Senga, I love the move for the Mets. I love what the Mets are doing. When you got the money... Go spend the money. I don't care how thick your payroll looks, but they don't care about that luxury tax at all. And I love it. I love it. You know. So here we go. Let's get to our next story here. Let's get to our next story. And uh, we got 400 people in the chat. I want to thank you all for stopping by tonight. If anyone is new, think about subscribing down below. Uh, We're trying to get to 30K by opening day. We're at 28.1 now. Thank you for helping us get to 28,000. Uh, it was a nice little milestone to hit. But uh, again, anyone that's new, think about subscribing. Uh, and everyone, if you can, uh, take the time. If you can, hit the like button for me. That's going to help us get out into the algorithm. Hit the bell notification. Share the stream as well. So let's get to our next story here. Uh, let's stick with pitching, shall we? And uh, the top picture on the market is Carlos Rodon. Let's talk a little Carlos Rodon, shall we? We got some news and uh, well, let's actually backtrack here. Let's actually backtrack. And uh, from the other night, we got a report from Mr. John Heyman, the same man that broke the arson judge news, John Heyman, superstar, uh, telling us that he is looking for a seven-year deal. We had seen a report not too long ago that he was looking for a six-year deal. And people were like, oof, six years. Carlos Rodon, he's had some injury problems in the past. I don't know. Now it's seven years? Are you kidding? I mean, goodness gracious. I mean, hey, you know, the agent, they're trying to they are trying to get paid, man. They're trying to get some money. And Carlos Rodon is trying to get himself some long-term security. So taking a look at this, where it... Marino Pepin, I mean, this guy, I don't know, man. Marino Pepin, he puts stuff out there. I feel like he's been swinging and missing a lot lately when it comes to reports. Uh, I don't know. Marino Pepin seems like a great guy, but he says here uh, that the Red Sox are interested. I'll tell you right now, if the Red Sox are interested in Carlos Rodon and they actually end up getting Carlos Rodon, I will, man, oh, man. I will be very excited about that. I don't care about the health in the past. I don't care about that at all. But, man, I would love someone like Carlos Rodon, man. But it seems like, according to John Heyman, this is going to come down possibly 
to the Yankees and the Giants. We just saw them battling over Arson Judge. Uh, the Yankees ended up winning those sweepstakes. Arson Judge going to the San Francisco Giants. Aaron Judge going to the Yankees. And um, But he does mention some other teams here that have also gotten in the mix. Now, the Rangers, I know they went after DeGrom. Honestly, you know, the Rangers, if they're kind of doing what the Mets are doing here, throwing money at people, it's like, I mean, come on, man. Go after Rodon, too. I've been thinking here uh, the Rangers would be a fantastic fit, you know, especially for where they're trying to go. Obviously, they might not really be contenders right now, but they're definitely on that path. If they can get Rodon, you know, hey, maybe in the next couple of years, if they do end up making the playoffs, well, you got Rodon in the fold. So I would like Rodon for the Rangers, even with DeGrom. Uh, the Dodgers, the Orioles, the Twins have been connected with him. And we just said Marino Papen talking about how the Red Sox have shown interest. And also the Cardinals have shown interest. I would love Rodon for the Cardinals. I, when I'm looking at the Cardinals, let me go pull up the Cardinals here. We'll talk about the Blue Jays here in just a little bit. But let's talk about the Cardinals. Also, uh, I do want to just let you all know, I did see the Super Chats from earlier. I will get to those Super Chats don't you worry. So, with the Cardinals, I like the rotation. I just feel like they need a, a guy at the top, you know? I always love Adam Wainwright. Always love Miles Michaelis. I love Flaherty, but can this guy just stay on the mound for 30 starts during the year and then go into the postseason? Uh, Montgomery, I, I just feel like you got a bunch of, you know, number three starters in this rotation it's full of number threes I like Adam Wainwright but to me if you got Adam Wainwright in a really good rotation he'll he'll be a number three maybe even a number four depending on you know what rotation he's in um, I love what he brings obviously to the rotation and you know people in St. Louis just love the man but I just see a bunch of number threes I would love for the Cardinals to pick up someone like Rodon we'll have to just wait and see but now let's talk about the Yankees. Let's talk about the Yankees. And I would not count out the Giants. Obviously, you know, it's kind of the the boring ending to the you know the Rodon sweepstakes. It's always boring when a guy just ends up going back to the same team. I think a lot of people um, they had the uh, kind of the air let out of them a little bit when Aaron Judge ended up going back to the Yankees. Because come on, you wanted the blockbuster. You wanted him to go to the Giants. And, uh, you know, he kind of just, it was, you know, it's just kind of boring in the end, just going back to his old team. So we always love when a guy changes a jersey. I will say for the Giants, definitely don't count them out. I, I could absolutely see him going back to the Giants because the Giants are trying to win. Rodon makes your team better. You know, simple as that. You keep your good players if you can. Um, with the Yankees, though, I've been saying this for like two years. Saying this for like two years now. They need a number two. Rodon would be perfect. Garrett Cole at the top. And I feel like someone like Rodon also takes... Now, I understand Garrett Cole signed a big-time deal with the Yankees. He came to New York for the big bucks. However, I feel like some of the pressure would get taken off of him a little bit. Not saying... You know, he shouldn't be handling any, you know, high-pressure situations. But, I mean, getting a guy to just take the load off a little bit, someone like Rodon, I feel like would be huge for this rotation. It pushes everyone down. Cortez would be the three. Montas would be the four. Severino, honestly, well, Severino would probably be the, be the number three. Um, this guy was looking really good at the end of the season last year. Now, whatever. Cortez, Severino... Three, four, wherever you want to put them. And then uh, then you got Montaz as your five. It's I think that's crazy. I'm saying Montaz as the number five. But Rodon would be huge for the Yankees. Now, uh, we had a report, a very interesting report the other night from Buster Olney. He was saying that the Yankees are not just showing interest in Carlos Rodon, but they're also working on something big. I was going to do a video on that, and I was like, you know what? I don't know. I need to see a little bit more. So I ended up not really doing anything on that. But uh, I'm wondering, I don't know. I've been like kind of thinking. 
I've been talking with my, you know, my best friend, Josh, big Yankee fan. And, uh, you know, funny with him, you know, I never actually talked about this on the channel, but a couple of years ago, I got him an Aaron Judge jersey for his birthday. And uh, I was actually really worried because I was like, man, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to get him a new jersey. <laughs> so thank God he ended up being able to keep that jersey. But um, he was kind of talking. He's like, man, the Yankees are working on something big and it's not Rodon. Like what, what could they be working on? You know, so there's a lot of possibilities. Could it be a trade? We keep hearing Brian Reynolds come up. I also saw a report that they prefer Andrew Benintendi over Brian Reynolds. So I don't know the Yankees. If they don't put someone like an Oswald, uh, a Peraza in there, then it's going to be hard for them to get a deal done. Peraza would really close the gap in terms of value. He has a good amount of it, right around like 25 to $30 million worth of value. Um, and Reynolds, you're looking at anywhere from like probably 50 to $60 million. So Peraza would definitely close the gap there. And then the Yankees probably throw in a you know, couple, two or three more prospects in there. So I don't know. Who knows what that could be? Could, could it be maybe they're trying to clear out a contract like a Donaldson? Maybe try and upgrade at, at third? Maybe. I don't, could it be Correa? You know, like who knows? I don't know. So it's a speculation at this point. Um, I know Buster only, you know, Buster only likes to get clicks. I will say that with Buster only, who knows what he's hearing, but Buster only over there at ESPN land, they like to try and get their clicks. So that's why I'm kind of like going to temper expectations a little bit on that. So we'll have to wait and see, but Rodon, there's definitely a market here, obviously. Um, but it's looking like, again, according to Heyman, it could very well come down to the Yankees and the Giants again. Wouldn't be surprised at all to see one of these teams. I, I'm telling you, look out for the Orioles. I feel like I don't know what I don't know what they're doing, man. Like, you know, I understand they don't need to like jump the gun so crazy, kind of like the Tigers did with Baez. I never liked that signing with Baez and the Tigers. I was just not a fan of Javier Baez. Like, obviously it was big when he signed, but I don't know. I just I don't know, man. You should have just given Correa 10 over, you know, 10, 330. Detroit, man, what are you doing? But uh, the Orioles are kind of in that same boat. So I would like for them to sign someone. You know, Rodon would be great. They really could use another starter. Um, now, I'm not saying the Orioles need to jump the gun and start signing everyone left and right and try and compete for a World Series, you know, but they have so much young talent there. And I feel like a veteran guy or two like Rodon or and or Correa would be huge for that organization. You know, it'd be great veteran leadership for that team. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the Orioles are thinking. About. I would love for them to get Rodon. I think that would be massive. The Twins. The Twins are another team. They got a they got a full rotation at the moment. I don't know. I feel like the the term a full rotation just doesn't really exist anymore in baseball. You can never have too much starting pitching, as they always say. Rodon would be huge for the Twins. Um, look out for the Dodgers. They can always land someone. All of a sudden, the Dodgers have payroll flexibility. He's already over there in California. Don't be surprised if the Dodgers just swoop in and sign him. You know, there could be another team out here, another mystery team. But uh, I don't think, to, for me personally, I don't know. I don't see them landing Rodon. I, knowing Bloom, he'll probably go after Rodon if, 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 if he would sign like a three-year deal or something with like an option or four-year deal with an option. The Red Sox, they are, I think we have, I, I think it, you're not going to see very many contracts over the years with the Red Sox that are longer than five years. Right when we saw Adrian Gonzalez and Carl Crawford sign those long-term deals, th they were definitely busts. Like they were not good. And I think the Red Sox, you know, and David Price as well, sure helped them win a World Series, but really wasn't a great contract when you look at the whole thing. When you look at terms of value, sure he definitely helped, but in terms of value, really didn't end up being a great contract. Um, I think the Red Sox. I don't think you're going to see many deals in from now until however long, you know, until, you know, John Henry and, you know, Warner are owning the team and Kennedy's there and, you know, Bloom is there. You're not going to see a lot of deals over five years. You're not going to see many deals that are even five years. 
Uh, I think the Red Sox, they like to go these shorter deals. I definitely don't see them doing a Rodon deal for seven years. Absolutely not. I don't see a Rodon deal for six or even five years for the Red Sox. So I don't think the Red Sox are really all that much in it. Me personally, you know. Um, interesting offseason for the Red Sox, man. Interesting offseason. Xander Bogarts this past week. Man, man, oh, man. Still digesting that. You know, I can see both sides of it. You know, I know I'm kind of all over the place right now. I'm talking Rodon. Now I'm talking Bogarts and, and the Red Sox all of a sudden. But I think, I think, you know, when there is such a connection between the fan base and Bogarts, it it's tough, man. When a guy like that who's been around for so long, um, it's tough. You want to keep your guys. But I can, I can understand. Like now, we'll actually get to a report here in just a little bit. Um, before I even, you know, let me just hold off on that. I was going to talk a little Bogarts here, but I'll wait because I have, I do have something in another report to talk about. So I'll hold off on that. So Rodon, we're going to have to wait and see as always where he ends up landing. Um, I definitely think you could go back, could go back to the Giants. I definitely think you could see a, uh, an uneventful ending to the Carlos Rodon sweepstakes. I think the Yankees really need someone like him. Cardinals, Twins, absolutely. Seven years, which team will be... I think he'll end up going to the team that gives him the most years, I think, um, with a good enough AAV. So, we'll have to wait and see. But, uh, let's move on here. And uh, let's shift gears. Let's talk about another top free agent out here. We got Carlos Correa. The market is heating up. For Carlos Correa, let's talk. We'll talk about one Carlos, and now we're talking about another Carlos. So here we go. Uh, according to reports, what do you know? John Heyman reporting more news. Looking like three teams at the moment for Carlos Correa. We got the Giants, we got the Cubs, we got the Twins. So I saw the Orioles not too long ago. I saw the Orioles in a report. I think it was that Carlos Baerga guy. He, he was a former player. Uh, he was the one that had uh, said something about Justin Verlander to the Mets. It seemed like he had the scoop. And um, I think he was the one that said the Orioles were in on Correa. So I'm telling you, man, I, I think the Orioles are, if there's, if you ever see like a mystery team out there, I think the Orioles could be that mystery team. But at least for what we know, for what John Heyman knows, you got the Giants, the Cubs, and the Twins are trying very hard to bring him back. I definitely think he could end up just staying with the Twins. I think Correa, in the end, is just going to go where the best overall contract will be given. You know, if it ends up being the Twins, if they give him a 10-year deal, um, you know, for the AAV that he wants, I think he'll just stay with the Twins. Uh, the Cubs... I don't know, like the Cubs seem like a great fit, but do they want to go those years? We've seen those reports in the past where the Cubs, they don't want to go long-term, you know? They don't want to do a long, but maybe they are feeling a little different. The Giants obviously seem like a great fit. Um, obviously losing out on Aaron Judge. They did land Arson Judge though, so there is some hope there. Uh, but the Giants, they definitely uh, could use a guy like Correa, especially with Crawford. Uh, I do think that situation at shortstop, it's still really awkward, you know, because Crawford's been their guy. It is an awkward situation. He's your shortstop, you know. He could move, I guess. If he's okay with moving, then fine. But I, I still find the whole thing kind of awkward. But obviously, Correa would be great for the Giants. Um, now, this is where I kind of held off talking about Bogarts because this was uh, in the news as well. Uh, the Red Sox were said to have offered $28 million for six years for Bogarts. And uh, that would have been a six-year, $168 million contract. <laughs> Say what you want. I think that, that sounds fair for Bogarts, honestly. Um, you know, right around, what is it, like 29, 30 years old now. Um, Bogarts, he had... Here's the thing about Bogarts. Obviously, good numbers last year. Good numbers, but the power was down. And the, the average exit velocity was down. The barrel percentage was down. So 
that's where, like, I'm wondering, I don't know, like, I still think he's going to be really solid for the next, you know, three to four years, five. But I, I, I just think the Red Sox, they looked at it and they said, no, like, we're not, we're not doing 11. We'll do six, you know, but we can't, we can't do that, man. Um, and again, that's where it kind of comes down to, you have that connection with you know, the fans have that connection, but you've just seen so many times where these contracts, when you go eight years, nine years, even seven, in some cases, so many of these contracts end up just being bad, you know, like they don't bring you anything in return, at least in the later parts of it. There's just so many examples and like, so I can understand now where the Red Sox, where they really need to start, you know, or where they really need to stop messing around is when it comes to these extensions, come on now, you know, like we got to start being a little better with these, you know, going up to these players and trying to extend them. You could have kept Bogarts, you know, if you offered him a six year deal, 28 million, Back in the offseason last year, he probably would have stayed. You know, something around there. The Padres came in and just said, hey, all right, we'll go 11 years. Beat that, Boston. There's no way they're going to beat. No one was going to beat that. Because who was thinking Bogarts was going to get 11 years? Bogarts could not turn that down. You'd You'd be stupid to turn that down. You'd be absolutely out of your mind to turn down an 11 year deal, right? Yeah, absolutely. He should have taken that deal instead of a six year, you know, for 28. That's really solid. But the Padres had to overpay in terms of years. There's no reason for him to turn that down. So the Red Sox, obviously, uh, this is what they should have offered him last offseason. This should have been the deal. You know, I don't know. They, They need to really I don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't know if it's like a. I want to know the thinking behind it. Like, I would love to just sit down with John Henry. Like, you know, what is your philosophy behind this? Like, do, is it like a, I don't know. Cause I've, I've heard before, like I've read before, sorry that, you know, teams, you know, maybe they don't want to do these long-term deals. Cause maybe they, you know, obviously the age later on, but it's like a, could it be like a motivational sort of a thing? Like they don't want to give someone like all this comfort, you know, like they don't want to, see them just start to i don't know not try as hard or something i don't know like i I don't know i'm just kind of thinking of stuff off the top of my head what is the philosophy behind this where you're just not giving these deals right where you should be giving these deals i don't know what it is i i I just it blows my mind they did the same thing with lester um i just i don't know i don't know i don't know i'm just rambling but anyway carlos correa uh there was a report here that um the Red Sox maybe could be a candidate for Carlos Correa. So here was the quote here. The Red Sox are said to have offered 28 for six years for Bogarts. So that could make the money right for Swanson. We'll talk about Swanson in just a little bit, though. It shouldn't be ruled out that Boston will enter the Correa sweepstakes. There's no, there's no indication they have yet, but manager Alex Cora does love Correa from their days together in Houston. Uh, Myself and Ellis, we talked about this the other night we personally don't think that the Red Sox will actually be serious for someone like Correa because there's just so many, there's two factors here when it comes to the public relations side of it, not just the Houston thing. All right. Everyone, you know, wants to jump on the, the, the Astros cheating scandal thing. Um, but it just wouldn't be a great look, you know, when you're going from someone from Bogarts to, you're, but then you're giving the big bucks, you know, to another guy in Correa. I feel like a lot of fans, it would leave a really bad taste in their mouth. I just, I, I don't see it. You know, like the Dodgers, they don't want Correa because of the cheating scandal. That that report has come out. Um, but the Red Sox, it's a weird situation. Correa did have better advanced numbers than Bogarts last year. So, and Correa is a little younger. So I could see the math and the numbers behind it. Um, but when it comes to the human element side of it, I don't really see it. I just, I don't, you get, you can't just go straight analytics and numbers and value and, and stuff like that all the time. There has to be a human element behind it. I don't see the Red Sox going after Correa. If they ended up landing Correa, 
yeah, I'd be excited because our team is good, right? I'd still be sad that Bogarts isn't around. I was sad when Christian Vasquez got traded to the Astros. That was sad. You know, when Benintendi left, I was sad. You know, like, um, yeah, I would love how I would love Correa for this team because obviously he's going to make your team better. But I just don't see the Red Sox doing it. We'll talk about Swanson here in just a little bit. But for the Cubs, I think the Cubs make a lot of sense for Correa. Um, do they want to go those years? The Giants obviously make a sense or a lot of sense for Correa, obviously, because they, they need a guy. Um, there was also something else out there. I don't remember where I read it, but I believe uh, the president of baseball operations of the Giants, he was saying that it's just hard to lure people to San Francisco unless they've already like grown up there. You know, it's like Aaron Judge obviously was heavily contemplating going to the Giants because he, he grew up in California. You know, Jock Peterson was from California. Um, who was the other guy? Uh, Mitch Hanniger was from San Jose. So guys that are from California, it's easier to get them to go there. But if they've always been more, you know, East Coast or wherever else, it's, it's always hard to kind of lure them, especially with the high taxes over there. Um, you know, so I don't know. Correa, I, it, it sounds so... The, the end result of him going to the Minnesota Twins would be just so boring, but I really could see it happening because the Twins really want him. They really want to keep him. Um, they would be willing to go. They've offered him a ton of different deals. I really could see Correa just staying with the Twins. That, that sounds very uneventful. But <laughs> now, getting back to what I talked about with the Yankees, if they're working on something big, Dude, Correa would be awesome, man. It'd be awesome for the Yankees. I don't care what anyone says. That dude would be perfect for the Yankees, in my personal opinion. Now, you got Peraza. Now, th that's the thing I'm saying. Like, could you use Peraza? It's funny because they like Peraza. They do. They, they, Hal Steinbrenner has even said Peraza and Volpe would be like a dream up the do uh, up the middle duo uh he would love those two up the middle but if you could do a deal with Peraza to bring in a good piece somewhere and then you sign Correa you know dude that would be massive like that would be huge I I don't know that's what I would do I talked about it the other night that's what I would do if I were playing MLB The Show MVP Baseball 2005 that's what I would do I would trade off a good prospect you know, get a good piece in return, sign someone like Correa, you know, just saying. Um, but there is actually one thing about this article. Where the heck did it go? Oh, did I click out of it? There was something here. Dang, I hate when I click on stuff that I wanted to read to all of you and I accidentally click out of it. Where did I deal with it? Okay, well, I remember what it said, though. Um, Aaron Judge, before... He ended up signing with the Yankees. He did say to the Yankees that he really wants them to make some improvements. He really wants them to go out and get a couple of guys. Um, could those couple of guys, one of those guys, be Correa? Maybe. You know, because here's the thing with the Yankees. When you look at this team, they're the same exact team. They're not different. They're, they're the same thing. They're not any better. Yeah, he brought in Canely. I like that. You need to do something with this team. Now, Peraza, I think, could end up being really solid this coming year. So that would be a slight improvement, I think. But they are the same team, basically. You need to do something. You can't just bring back Judge and everything is all happy-go-lucky. You got to bring back someone like Correa or bring in someone like Correa. If you want to make a splash... That would be the splash, in my opinion. Dude, imagine if they brought in Correa, Rodon. They just went, they just go 2009 mode where they brought in Sabathia, Burnett, Teixeira. Pfft. Yankee fans would love that. If you brought back Judge and then you brought in Correa and Rodon, now that's spending money, man. Look what the Mets are doing. I understand the Yankees. They, they know they're, they don't want to be like the Mets. They're, they want to be like the Yankees. But. Man, with the way the Mets are just going out there and spending money, God, the Mets are just more fun right now, you know? The Yankees are not fun. Hey, I don't know. 
Can they go back to their old ways? The 2009 offseason where they landed those three guys, won a World Series. Correa and Rodon would win you a World Series, in my opinion. If you got those two guys, that that's a good of a chance to win a World Series than any in you know, the, the past few Yankee teams. That team, This team would be stacked with those two guys. Um, that's just my opinion. What do I know? But let's move on here. Let's move on here. As always, we'll have to wait and see where Carlos Correa lands. But let's actually, uh, real quick, I do want to get this story out of the way before I move on to Dansby Swanson. I know some of you out there are really wondering what the heck's going on with Dansby Swanson. But uh, real quick, uh, Amanda, thank you for subscribing. I appreciate that. Uh, And also, don't forget, I have not forgotten about those Super Chats that came in, so please stay tuned. Nathan Evaldi. Uh, We're talking Red Sox here. And it's looking like Nathan Evaldi is not looking like a priority right now for the Red Sox. Taking a look here. According to Rob Bradford of WEEI, the Red Sox do not view former All-Star Nathan Evaldi as a top priority in their starting rotation search. Bradford adds that other teams are showing more interest in Evaldi than the level currently displayed by Boston. Uh, he goes on to mention here, the Red Sox were involved with Senga. I, once they got uh, Yoshida, I, I didn't see them getting Senga as well. I could see they really wanted Yoshida. Like they were, They jumped on him really quick made that aggressive offer um with Senga I think they there were probably a couple of things they were a little weary about probably the injuries and everything Yoshida hadn't really he he has shown for the most part in his career in Japan to be a pretty durable guy now that's where I'm getting to with Nathan Evaldi unfortunately last year was not very durable um he was giving up more hard hit balls last year he was just all over the place last year health-wise on the mound so I can understand why the Red Sox aren't really looking at him as a top priority, but I could see Red Sox fans being like, dude, what the heck you doing? Evaldi too? You can't even bring back Evaldi? I can understand. Like, Bogart's there. You had good reasoning to bring him back. Nathan Evaldi, I could see why the Red Sox just don't, or at least they don't want to bring him back, uh, give him more money in years than maybe some of these other teams do. So they're probably just kind of waiting to see how the market develops for Evaldi. I think they would like to bring him back, maybe like a one-year deal, like a prove-it kind of a year. But with Nathan Evaldi, you know, it's kind of getting to that point. He's 32 years old. You know, if he takes a one-year deal and he goes back out in the market again, he's actually about to turn 33. So what, a couple more months, he'll be 33. So does he really want to be taking a one-year deal right now? I think he probably wants, he's probably going to want, I mean, all pick, all players want longer deals. They don't want to just be taking one-year deals. But Evaldi's not really in a great place to be taking a one-year deal right now, like a prove-it kind of a deal. So I don't know if the Red Sox really want to play ball with that. I, I just think because he's had, he had a really good 2021, but I, I don't see them bringing him back unless it's on the terms that they want. I don't think they're they're not going to stretch out for an Evaldi. So I could see them at most maybe going like two years with an option or something like that. And I don't know. It doesn't sound like that would bring him back. If you'd be okay with taking that, fine. But he's almost 33. Does he really want to be doing that right now? I don't know. Probably wants himself a four-year deal if he can land it. But that might, that might be hard for him to get. We'll have to wait and see. But the Red Sox, uh, man. I don't know. I don't know. But let's talk about Dansby Swanson here. Moving on. Uh, Hey, the Dodgers lost their shortstop. Trey Turner's a Philly. They could use a shortstop. Dansby Swanson, last time I checked, is a shortstop. And uh, they could be a match for Mr. Swanson. Let's go talk about it. Here we go. Uh, According to John Heyman, man, he's all over the place. He's all over the place. Dansby Swanson appears to be... A possibility for the Dodgers, Freddie Freeman, uh, could reunite with him. And also, he uh, he has been drawing interest in the Cubs. Remember that report we saw this past week? We had Swanson and we had maybe Bogarts as a, both a possibility for the Cubs. Kind of like the Rangers with Semien and Seager. But uh, he is mentioning again the Cubs. He just got married this past weekend to Mallory 
Pugh? Is that how you say it? He plays for the Chicago Red Stars. That'd be pretty cool if he ends up going to the Cubs. So, you know, they're both athletes for Chicago teams. That'd be pretty cool. Um, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, don't don't sleep on the Braves, man. Don't sleep on the Braves. I, I think I think Anthopolis is just kind of standing back. And he's just waiting, right? He's kind of letting Swanson go out there, letting him test the market. I think Anthopolis is kind of just waiting, you know? I do not... I'm not going to rule out the Braves at all. Um, I like Grissom. I've said this a million times. Like, Grissom, I don't know, at short... He hasn't really shown a whole lot of promise defensively at short. Swanson was the best defensive shortstop in baseball last year. He's won with Atlanta. He just... ah, It just makes a lot of sense for him to stay with the Braves. Um, But the Dodgers, sure... They could use someone like Dansby Swanson. Absolutely. He would bring a lot more defense than Trey Turner did. Trey Turner was fine defensively. Swanson would be a huge upgrade defensively at shortstop, and he would bring a pretty decent bat as well, 25 homers. You know, not the most amazing slash line. Hit 277, 329 on base, 447 slugging last year, a 116 WRC+. plus. Uh, you know, but he's going to bring you some good power from the right side. Uh, but defensively, would be a huge upgrade for the Dodgers right now for the Dodgers. You got Gavin Lux at short. Um, you know, Gavin Lux, he was all right last year. You know, he still, I still think needs to show a little bit more. If he can tap into a little bit more power, I think Gavin Lux would end up being a really solid player overall. But you know, with Lux, I, I could see the Dodgers just turning to him, you know, but Swanson would be a really nice upgrade for them. They need a center fielder. Trace Thompson, I don't see them getting or having him as their starting center fielder. Uh, we'll talk about Kevin Kiermeyer here in just a little bit. But the Dodgers were really in on Kevin Kiermeyer. Um, but, hey, the search for center field continues. I still think Brian Reynolds would be great. That's just my opinion. But Swanson for the Dodgers? Cubs? And we're talking about here uh, with Swanson. You know, we're talking about Correa, talking about the Red Sox. I've been saying this. I would not rule out the Red Sox as a possibility for Dansby Swanson. Because here's the thing with Swanson, where he's only 28 years old. He's going to be turning 29 in a couple of months. He's at that age where he is still young enough, like Trevor Story, where he could take a short-term deal and he could go back out into the market. I talked about this with Ellis the other night. Swanson, the reason why I could see him maybe taking a short-year deal if if he if he doesn't end up getting any offers long-term that he doesn't like, right? I could see him going that route like Carlos Correa with the Twins, took a short-term deal with the opt-out, gets a good AAV for the year. And if he wants, he can opt in, you know, for two more years or he can just go back out into the market because he is still young enough to where he can just hop back out into the market. All right. I could see that. So I would not rule out the Red Sox for Swanson. Um, Yeah, because right now the Red Sox got nothing. They got nothing at short. You know, I mean, honestly, let's go pull up the Red Sox here. You know, well, you got story. I mean, you could slide Story back, sorry. But Story, I think, if the arm is still not great, just keep him at second. I would love Swanson. I would. You know, if it was a short-term deal. Because Marcelo Meyer, man, that guy's going to be good. That guy's going to be good. Story, if you put him at second and you got Swanson at short, oh, the defensiveness from those two combined. Oh, my. What a double play duo that would be. Man, that would be massive. That would be awesome. But uh, I would love Swanson for the Red Sox, honestly. And uh, I think if it's a if it's a short-term deal. But I could honestly see, like, maybe the Red Sox. I don't know if I see Swanson taking, like, a five-year deal. I think that might be kind of, like, in that awkward zone where, because he is only just about to turn 29. He's probably going to want, like, a seven, eight-year deal. I would imagine at least eight years. With Bogart's getting 11, I would imagine Swanson's probably looking for eight. Uh, Joe Hill, I see your super chat coming in. I'll read that in just a little bit. Thank you for that. And um, But I could see 
Swanson either going like a long, long deal, like eight or a short. I don't see him going like a five because if you go a five-year deal, he's going to go back out of the market at like, you know, 34. You know, it's kind of an awkward age to go back out into the market. You know what I mean? So I could see him going like short or long, you know, so we'll have to wait and see. I would love him for the Red Sox, but the Cubs, Dodgers, definitely options as well. So let's move on here. Let's move on. All righty. Let's take a look at our last story of the night. Our last story of the night. And uh, we just mentioned him a little bit ago. Kevin Kiermeyer going to the Blue Jays. You know, I like this move. I like this move for the Blue Jays. Now, it's not a transcending move by any means, but I like it. I like it. And also, one more thing with Swanson before I do fully move on. Um, we just mentioned that the Braves could be just sitting back, but uh, a couple of days ago, it was reported from Mark Bowman. <sighs> I know all of you in the chat. If you, I know you love. <laughs> I know you love Mark Bowman, um, but. Braves and Swanson have reportedly had minimal negotiations this offseason. So, I don't know. I Again, I think it's they're just kind of letting him go out into the market. So, let's talk about Kevin Kiermaier. Uh, came to an agreement this past weekend. And uh, I guess we're not seeing any contract details. I'm guessing with Kiermaier, maybe like a one-year like $10 million deal, I'm guessing. I don't know. Was, there, was it reported what he ended up getting? So I didn't see it. Maybe I just missed it. Kevin Kiermeyer. Let's go to Fangrass. Let's go to the Fangrass free agent tracker here. Um, all right. So I guess he has not. They have not. Yeah. So they don't have the details on it. They were projecting $8 million per year. So is it one year or is it two? I don't know. We don't have anything. But I do like it for the Blue Jays. And uh, look at that. They got a lefty bat. They got a lefty bat. Funny enough with Kiermaier, though, this past year, he hit lefties better than righties. Or at least batting average-wise. Um, I like it, though. You know why I like it? Because when it came to the Blue Jays this past year, uh, they could have used an improvement when it came to their defense in center field right now or last year in center field they were that's just regular fielding let's go to the advanced numbers uh the blue jays were 18th in center field defense they had negative five defensive runs saved and they had a negative 4.5 uzr um <laughs> you know where the blue jays really needed improvement defensively they needed, they needed improvement defensively at shortstop. My God, Bo Bichette was so bad defensively last year for the Blue Jays. I think he had like negative 16 defensive runs saved. I think he had like, I don't even know what the UZR was. He was not good defensively. Love the bat, but he needs to do something this offseason. He's got to get that defense squared away. Up the middle defense is so underrated. If you're strong at catcher defensively, shortstop second base center field up the middle if you got a strong spine it's you're gonna end up being a pretty good team in my opinion if you have obviously other pieces on the team too um but i think this is going to improve the team i like springer he's not a bad he's not bad defensively but i think he'll be better in right this is my opinion i think kiermeyer is going to be an upgrade up there you know last year was not amazing for him slash line wise hit 228 281 on base 369 slugging had seven homers you know i like what he i think he's just gonna bring kind of like that i don't know like that like that veteran guy you know i know springer's a veteran obviously um it's just another veteran guy for the team you know a guy that's had a lot of success with the rays i just, I just like it i like he's gonna bring some intangibles to this team um, he's going to bring good defense out there. He's going to bring a little, little toughness to this team, if that makes a little sense. Kevin Kiermaier has always been a thorn in the side of the Red Sox. I hate that he's staying in the American League East. I can't stand it, but it is what it is. Overall, I like the move. I do. I really do. So, in the end, we'll just have to wait and see, like I always say, what the terms end up being. Will it be a one-year deal, two-year deal? We'll have to wait and see. 
But uh, let me get here. We had a couple of super chats here. So let me get to those. Let me honor those super chats. We had two. Um, and again, everyone, uh, I want to thank you for stopping by tonight. Really do appreciate it. We got 450 people in the chat. And also, I want to say here, do you know what yesterday was? Do you know what yesterday was? It was the three-year anniversary of this channel. Three years. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. That is crazy. The three-year anniversary of this channel, man. When I first started this channel, if you go back to my first video on this channel, it is me sitting in my room. Microphone was not plugged in, so I'm just talking into an empty room. I'm wearing a Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt. I got my Red Sox hat on. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I'm just rambling about, I think I was rambling about Mookie Betts or something, man. Um, man, it's crazy. When I go back to that, it's just so, wow. You know, like, it's crazy just looking at it. Um, but let me get to these Super Chats. Um, here we go. Oh, we have another Super Chat coming in. Uh, Joe Hill says here, we have uh, the Angels are a perfect fit for Dansby Swanson. There is a hole at short, and he has a connection there. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Joe. I, I actually said this the other night. I wonder if the Angels would be willing to go after a position player. I know like they've signed a lot of position players in the past, and a lot of them have not really worked out, Anthony Rendon being the most recent. Um, but yeah, on paper, Joe, you're absolutely right. I definitely think Swanson would be a good fit for them, and it would give them good defense there. I think they need that. Uh, Matthew Martell, how you doing, my friend? 499 Super Chat. We all know Cohen will go full steam for Otani next year, and in 2024, over $100 million comes off the books. We definitely said that. All right, we were talking about that too. Uh, Soto being a free agent. Man, dude, you can't, uh, don't, don't put that in my head, man. Otani and Soto on the same team? What in the world, man? That would be nuts. Absolutely nuts, man. Absolutely nuts. Uh, Matthew Martell, thank you for that. You're very excited about the Mets, I see. And uh, Knight Baseball and Sports, David Knight, how you doing, my friend? $5 Super Chat, congrats for three years. Hey, man, you've been here pretty much the entire time. I remember I was doing streams. I had like 15 people in the chat. I'm rambling about something, and you were here, man, and I appreciate that. And, uh, hey, man, I yeah, greatly appreciate it. You've been here for the, for the long haul, man, and you're still coming by. You're still coming by to see my potato of a face. Thank you, David. Uh, Mark A., how you doing, my friend? Congrats on three years, Robbie, and thank you for that. I appreciate that. Uh, what would you think of Cueto changing his socks and coming to Boston? Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it. Uh, it's a veteran guy. It's fine. I just want the Red Sox to just land someone that can really be a bit of a difference maker. You know, Rodon would be the dream. I would love that. It's not going to happen, though. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, hype myself up on it, thinking there's a chance. I'd be fine with Cueto. It's a veteran guy. Um, he was all right last year. I wouldn't mind it. I just think I would want something more. I would just be like, meh. You know, all right, fine, Cueto, cool, but I want more. What do you, I'm a typical Red Sox fan that just wants a little bit more. What do you know? Um, but, everyone, I am going to get out of here. I do want to thank all of you for stopping by. Uh, always, you know, this is our Sunday night stream, and uh, it always means a lot to me when you guys come on by. Don't forget, uh, if you do want to listen to the stream over again, uh, you can listen to it in podcast form now. Uh, wherever, you know, you go to Spotify, Google, Stitcher, wherever, you will find it here. And if you do go, uh, please, if you can, leave a five-star rating. It'll really help out with the algorithm. Uh, obviously, I love all of you coming here on YouTube uh, live. That is always the, uh, the, the way to go, in my opinion. But if you are just, you know, feeling a podcast that day, you will be able to listen to it uh, over there as well. Everyone... I'm going to get out of here. Don't forget about our sponsors for tonight's show. Uh, we have Bet Online now. That is not the right one. There it is. Bet Online. Uh, again, go check it out if you're into the sports betting game. The code is BELIEVE. 
B-L-E-A-V. You get a 50% welcome bonus. Don't forget about SeatGeek. Use my code HIDE, 20 bucks off. Use my code GINGER for prize picks. Also, another sports betting avenue. And uh, don't forget about Manscaped. Use my code HIDE. You get 20% off. Everyone, I'm very hungry right now. and I need, I need to go make something to eat. My brain is not really working right now, and I, I got to eat something. So have yourself a wonderful evening, and I'll talk to you next time. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube